Okay, let's get started then. All right, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Let's turn to Hebrews 5, verse 7 to 14, which is already on the screen. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. And was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray this morning. Uh, dear Lord God, we thank you, Father, for meeting us this Wednesday, Lord. Uh, I pray that, Lord, we can all open up our hearts to you and just receive, God, your message and just your heart uh, for us this morning, Lord. I pray, God, that uh, as we yeah, kind of hit the midweek point of the, of, the, of the week, Father, we can just surrender this time, surrender our thoughts, surrender all of our concerns, our anxieties, our, our schedules, Lord, to you in this time, Father, and just be with you, be in your presence. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Oh, hey. Hey, JK. Um, this is like, got me sidetracked. I was like, you know, doing announcements and I saw you. And then I was like, so not wanting to forget what I had memorized. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, uh, and then next. Yeah, but great to see you. Great to see you. Great to see you. So, you know, over the past, um, yeah, over the past month, We've been having these messages uh, that have been quite like, kind of like piggybacking off each other, but the messages have been pretty deep and pretty tough, and uh, it's, it's forced us to really kind of chew on things that, or address things that maybe we haven't really desired to or wanted to, and so, you know, even with the, with the staff kind of discussing over the past month, like, we wonder, like, what is God, you know, doing? Like, what is, what is God saying to us? There's quite a, uh, you know, a bunch of different thoughts of, you know, like we were, you know, there's a bit of rebuke in there. There's a message on reflection, repentance. And so, yeah, it was just kind of like in my, in my late night QT, I'll admit, in my late night QT, it's asking the Lord, I think like this is kind of weighing on a lot of us because it's been such a different set of sermons the last month. Right, the last four Sundays, really, really heavy messages, and I felt like the Lord was saying, "Solid food." His word was just solid food, and um, you know, I was like, "Okay, you know that that makes sense that it's solid food." But then I got kind of got drawn to this passage, and so let's kind of walk through a little bit of um, you know Jesus's life, and then we'll go into the the second half. So it says here, during the days of Jesus' life, in verse 7, on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears of the one who could, have, who could save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Right, during the days of life, Jesus, you know, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears of the one who could save him. And 
you know, that really kind of spoke to me, and I, and I felt like God had this word of, um, you know, kind of came to us during our staff meeting yesterday too, which is it really all starts with prayer, right? To make sense of solid food and to step into, you know, the revelation that God has for us, we're going to kind of miss the mark a bit if we're not sort of first based in prayer, right? That relationship with the Lord, our ability to speak to Him, go to Him with everything is kind of sets the table for Him to really speak intimately into us and to receive and to soak and to continue to seek after Him. And so you see the example of Jesus where sometimes, you know, we've mentioned this a couple of times over the past month, which is like, we're not like Jesus. We can't be like Jesus. But you see in this passage, Jesus was just like us. He, you know, when it says here, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries. I mean, we know that before he was crucified and he felt all that that we feel, right? He felt anxious. He felt condemned. He felt nervous. He felt like, you know, why do I do I really have to go through this? And he prayed and he cried and he desperately, you know, was just so vulnerable with the Lord. Um, but then it says in verse 8, Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. You know, he does this cry, he prays, he's the Son of God, yet he still gets crucified. And so sometimes in our prayer life, where I also think God is you know, matching up with solid food and our upping up our prayer game, it's not about results. If we're only praying and feeling like God's power comes through solutions and breakthrough and answered prayer in the sense of what we believe, we actually kind of like detach ourselves from the life of Jesus, the example of Jesus, the Son of God. You see, because although he, you know, still cried out and he still was honest with God, what he you know, essentially wanted didn't happen, right? I mean, he still get, had to, to die on the cross. But verse 9 is really key because it says, And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. And so if you look at verse 9, it's like that's the bigger picture moment, is that he needed, right? We all know he needed to go through the suffering. He needed to go through that trial. It, it appears that it's unanswered prayer that has happened in his life. But that was how he, would, he was made perfect, became the source of eternal salvation. And so something that has always been told to me as like, a, as like other children's pastors or people like in children's ministry are always like, hey, PMAT, you know, like a lot of the, the things God calls you to do, you're most likely not going to see the fruit. You won't bear the fruit because maybe the fruit bears in like 25 years. Or 20 years when these kids, some of them get into ministry and they're in workplace ministry and they, they're, they're worship leaders and you may not be around. And I was like, oh, well, that's quite somber. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I'd love to see these kids grow into like, yeah, the truth is I don't even know like what God's going to do in, in, in our path. But sometimes the stuff that we do, we, we soak into, we contend for, you know, the things we have to go through, God asks us to do. I'm not uh, comparing CM to death, by the way. I love CM. <laughs> but um, that was like a weird segue, right? But uh, we may not fully see the things that God's doing in that. But if we stay within 
that heart for the Lord and we have that reverence for God. That reverence, you know, the, the reverence for God of having this crazy, you know, internal, you know, eternal kind of love and respect for God, which really gets linked with the fear of God as well. If we have that relationship with him, that sets the stage for us to really grow spiritually mature. I just sense that the Lord was saying, you know, SP for sure, house of prayer, definitely. We, you know, we, we pray for healing. We've seen many breakthroughs. But I think in this upping of our prayer game, which I think is, is maybe necessary for us to make sense of the next kind of level of revelation God wants to pour on us, is coming into, you know, the, the verses that we just went through. It's understanding that our prayer is not worthless if they're not answered in the way that we want. But you see, Jesus still prayed. And many times, obviously, we know through Jesus' life, he would still find that quiet place, get away from the crowd, and pray to God. But then he would still have to go through and endure all the, you know, the backlash and all these things that were tough on him. But he came into the perfect being. You know, we talk a lot about how we can't be perfect, but God's plan for us, we know, is perfect. And we know that the Lord would never take us into, you know, murky waters for, for no reason. And so if you look at verse 9, it says, and once made perfect. That's exactly God's heart for each of us to make us more and more perfect, more and more into the image of Christ, more and more to be like his son. But is that our, is that our goal? Is that our motive? Is that what we believe our relationship with God is, is to be more Christ-like? Sometimes our relationship with God is, we just kind of want to know his will for us, and we just want to, you know, walk through that, right? And that, that, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you look at it from sort of heaven words down to earth, God looking at us, his hope and his, you know, wish and his sort of inkling for us through the spirit is to become more and more Christ-like. But if we don't kind of go through the scriptures and look at the stuff Jesus had to go through in more detail and start to apply that to our own walk, we can get a little bit lost into how we contend and why we're going through things and we get a bit shaken, right? Kind of in the second half when we talk about, uh, you know, <clears throat> drinking the milk, you know, the spiritual milk, it's like, you know, babies kind of get tossed back and forth in the wind, which is not what God's hope is for SP and for us. I mean, for all believers, but I think specifically these last set of, like I said, messages over the month, God giving us hard food, I think he's also saying we're ready. You know, the sense that I get from the Lord is he's saying there's more solid food to come. There is a, there's more revelation to come. But if you're not ready, and if you're not sight, I mean, set in the right posture with God, which really comes through your prayer life, you're going to miss the mark. And so I think that the, 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 the warning or the sort of like, you know, like the, the alert from the Lord this morning is not like all of you on, you know, all of you are only drinking milk. Actually, he's been giving us solid food. It's like you got to be prepared. Right? You can't just expect to 
receive the solid food and be able to chew it. It looks enticing, it sounds great, it's challenging and all these things, but you kind of have to prepare yourself and you have to make sure you're ready to be in that sort of presence of the Lord, which is gonna be different than how we've experienced God in the past. But this is just a part of spiritual maturity and growth. This isn't like, you know, this is God wanting to take us, you know, further, wanting to bring us closer to him, wanting to reveal more of his heart to us. And I think it's, a, it's quite a pivotal time uh, in, in SP because, you know, we, our whole um, sort of vision on reboot, right? This year's vision on, on reboot theme. It's like, what is God trying to reboot? Right? We, we've talked about this. We've touched on it. It's like, what is it that he's trying to do? He's trying to upgrade us, right? We gave this analogy of, you know, when you kind of reboot your iPhone, if it's just because there's a glitch and you, you know, you reboot it and you get going again, nothing really changes. But when you have like a new iOS update with new features and all those kind of things that didn't really kind of work, now they work. And you've got additional things that make that thing hold better. It's not only just like rebooting, restarting. It's like a, it's like an update, right? It's like an upgrade. And so God, I think, is really challenging us to say, "I'm actually wanting and desiring to upgrade all of you. Are you wanting to grow spiritually? Here's where it starts. Starts through prayer. Starts through understanding more of your prayer life and your relationship with me. That even when you come and you cry to me, and it seems like I'm silent." And it seems like I do the exact opposite of what you want. Would you still have faith? Would you still believe? Would you still believe the suffering, the waiting, right? Even times of maybe feeling like we're in the desert. Would we think that that could one day glorify God and further his kingdom? The scripture says it does through Jesus' life. But in our life, we're almost like, I don't want that. I don't want to go through suffering. When I talk to God, I expect him to respond right away. But that doesn't always happen. And so it's more of a, it's kind of like a setup for us to better understand, you know, sort of where the Lord is going, uh, you know, with us in this season. Where he's setting us up and where he's kind of walking us through. Uh, further down, starting in verse 11, it says, we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Okay, that sounds like a bit harsh, right? And maybe, maybe it is a bit harsh, right? But I felt like the, the, the Lord's heart for us this morning in saying this is, actually, again, you're ready for the hard food you've been receiving the hard food the last month. But we're kind of in that in-between stage, right? I see like Johnny now, right, 11 months, and he's kind of moved from milk to solids. And sometimes he gags and he spits out, you know, he can't really chew very well. And he spits that out and he, you know, he, he drinks the milk so easily. But then it's like, we don't, that doesn't stop us from giving him more solid food. And so that kind of like, I was like thinking of him and I, you know, coming to the scriptures, it's like, there's nothing wrong with the milk, right? But in order for us to kind of exercise that, those spiritual muscles, those disciplines in our life, it's going to be hard. You're going to have to chew on it. 
you might not swallow every time. You might be like, oh, this is too tough. I need to like chew on it a bit more. And that's that whole dialogue uh, that we have back and forth with God as we grow, right? Um, it says here, you know, it's in, in verse 11, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. I think that's also a challenge for us too this morning and in this season that do we desire to know God more, deeper? Or are we really so consumed in our lives and our issues and our circumstance that it doesn't really matter about God. It matters more about what we're going through. And we only really want to experience God as it applies to our life versus us applying ourselves to what God is doing. That's the challenge in this. You know, and trying to understand what God is doing in, in, a, you know, in that grand scale of the almighty God and, and then also having to walk the walk and go through our daily lives, that, that's hard. I don't think that's easy to do. I think we all struggle with that. But here we see through the scriptures that that's a challenge for us. You know, when it says here, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, I really think it's God's hope and desire for all of us to be able to mature. I don't, I mean, he, he's so patient and he's loving. But if we had the yearning and the desire and the fervor to chase after the Lord, to seek his wisdom, to actually bring ourselves, try to bring ourselves to where he is versus crying out for him to come down to where we are and sometimes putting him in a box. I mean, I wonder what God really has in store when he didn't answer Jesus when he, when he let Jesus still get crucified, the world was saved. That's what God had in the background. That's what God's plan was. That's the impact of Jesus going through that. What do we believe the impact is for the things that we go through? Right? I think I, I, for myself, it's like I just don't want to go through it. <laughs> I don't want to deal with the pain. I don't want to deal with God not answering me. I don't want to be in the unknown. I don't want to be sort of in this like anxious kind of, you know, feeling of like, oh, like what's going to happen? And a lot of us will slip into worst case scenario and start to live out our lives and start to plan and contingency and all these things. And so I felt like the Lord was saying, don't respond by just drinking milk. You need to come back to solid food. You need to come back to my teaching. You need to come back to see how things have worked out through Scripture. Start to apply that more to your life and accept it. You see, like, what's tough about, you know, solid food is accepting it, swallowing it, you know, taking it in. Right? Like I said, like, you know, babies spit this food out all the time. But the more that we are inclined to actually take it in, then God can actually nourish us much more spiritually, right? It's like drinking milk versus eating a steak, right? You feel more fulfilled and more full. You get like protein, you get all the strength when you eat the steak, right? So it's like God's trying to give us that in this season. God's challenging us to kind of shift our minds and our hearts towards him, you know, through prayer, but then to face our sort of, you know, 
our challenges and our worries and our anxieties head on. It's time for us to sort of take a stand in the chaos of our lives, in the chaos of all the uncertainties. Right? Verse 13 says, Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. We also you know, know that when we talk about you know, infants or being spiritually uh, immature, you know, it's, it's about getting tossed in the wind. And so like, we could feel like, oh, okay, like, you know, like, God, what do you want from me? She just, God wants you to be so strong. God wants you to build up. God wants us as a church to do the same thing. And, you know, I think it's, it's totally understandable that over the last month's messages, yeah, some of us are stirred up. Some of us are like, wow, this is kind of hard to receive. You know, we're encouraged, but then we're also, on the, on the other hand, finding it difficult of what step, what's the next step we're supposed to take with that, right? What, what exactly do we do with these messages? How do we respond? What's the, next, what's the next step we're supposed to take? And it really comes back to prayer. We can't guess what we're supposed to do next. We have to discern what we're going to do next. Right? We can't assume what we're going to do next. We should always be coming back to the Father. And I think that's, that those are the, really the two main things God has for us this morning. Build up your prayer life and grow in spiritual maturity by taking on the solid food of the Lord. In the NASB uh, translation, which you don't have to go there, Brian, but verse 14, the last verse reads... Um, but solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. But solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. And, um, you know, through this devotional that I, that I came across, I thought uh, it's put really well when it talks about these senses. Talks about all the different senses that we have and how they really, you know, um, bring us to the Lord, right? It says here, we have a spiritual sense of taste. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, taste and see that the Lord is good. We have a spiritual sense of hearing. Hear and your soul shall live. He who has an ear, let him hear what, this, what the Spirit says. We have a spiritual sense of sight. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. The eyes of your understanding, your heart being enlightened. We have a spiritual sense of smell. He shall be quick sent in the fear of the Lord. I am full having received from you a sweet smelling aroma. We have a spiritual sense of touch or feeling because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before the Lord. The hardening of their heart who being past feeling have given themselves over to litigiousness, right? So there's like all the things we feel, all the things we go through, all the emotions we have, if we draw it back, train them up in spiritual maturity, discerning the Lord, sensing God, feeling what the Lord is doing, saying to us, even if he doesn't come with a direct answered prayer, if we train up our muscles like going to the gym, train up our senses 
to be more in line and in the presence of the Lord, then that will also help us, equip us to grow in maturity. And so I think today's, you know, real takeaway is to dig in. Don't, to, yeah, yes, Martin, is to dig in. And it's to continue to chew. Don't let the messages gloss you over. Don't let, don't give up on some of the tougher teaching, the tougher passages. Uh, I'll invite uh, Evena. Um, why don't you guys bow your heads? Take some time with the, with the Lord this morning. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Do you find yourself sort of in a, in a situation or a circumstance where as you cry out to the Lord, you feel almost distant because you haven't heard from Him? You feel like the situation is getting worse. Maybe you even feel a challenge that you're doing something wrong, that it's your fault. Like the Lord is saying, I'm taking you all somewhere. Would you trust in me? Trust in my ways that are above your ways. Would you let it go? Would you release it? Cry to me. Find comfort through me. But are you willing to accept this solid food? Are you willing to accept the way that I love you? And so we are all called to do a mighty work. We are all called to further the kingdom. And that all comes in different ways. And so just like Jesus cried out before going to the cross, it was his obedience and his trust and his faith that even though God didn't answer those prayers, he could follow through on the greatest sacrifice the world has ever seen. And so all your hardship, all your pain, all the wrestling that you've maybe been having to go through, none of it is in vain. None of it is just this test from the Lord to see whether or not you're gonna stand or fall. God is always doing something bigger. But that bigger thing God is doing is also able to transform our hearts. You see, we're never left in the dust. We're never left behind. God always includes us in his plans. But can we believe that? Can we take the passages of scripture that are, that are, that are direct, that are hard, that challenge us, that rebuke us, that shame us, can we take all of that and turn to him? Can we humble ourselves and come before the Lord? Do we have this reverence 
of the Lord. This deep, internal, yet external focused love, respect, and desire for Him. Because if we have those things, God is ready to release so much revelation in our hearts and our minds, so much healing in our hearts and minds, so much purpose in our hearts and minds. But He can't give us that until we're ready. He can't give us that until we're mature. And so I don't know what all of us are dealing with. I just know we're all dealing with things. <laughs> we're all struggling with stuff. And so just spend some time laying that down. Cry out to Him. It's not about results, but it's about you knowing you can go to your Father with whatever is weighing on you. The first step is always to be vulnerable and honest with Him. So let's do that this morning. Spend some time and then Yvain will lead us in a time of worship.